95 and still dancing. He had some moves with those wheels. All right. And so as we start the book of Exodus, we see a journey that all of us take. A journey that starts in, with us enslaved. With us in bondage, because the scripture told us that this would happen. God knew this would happen, but he also knew that we would be set free. You know, a lot in the church like to say that we're heaven bound. But in that's where God dwells, right? When there's a new heaven and a new earth, there'll be what? A new Jerusalem. It's God's place of calling for us. For those of you who haven't had a chance to visit the land, I encourage you to. It's life-changing. It gives you an understanding like no other. Because truly the Bible comes alive. We've been blessed to be able to bring Natalie several. Her love for Israel is unwaving. If you ask her what she wants to do, she wants to become, get into uh, political politics and defend Israel. Because she understands the importance of what that land is for us. We're living in historic times. I don't know how history is going to remind, you know, consider these times. It's pretty weird. If you told me 20 years ago that my brother would be defending the President of the United States in front of the Senate and soon to be the Supreme Court, I would say, you're Meshuggah. I don't know if he's tough. But it's a journey that we all can walk on. You know, it's amazing when you turn on the news and you see your name in print. It's kind of scary, I have to admit. Fox News decided to pick on, I guess, CBS when Michael Stepikoff, Jay, was speaking in front of the uh, you know, podium, answering questions. And I guess he didn't like it because... You see him as they come back to him, he's going like this. Cut it off, right? We don't want to hear what the other side has to say. But the good news is our God wants to hear everything. The good news is our God wants to take us on a journey. And you know what? It's not going to be easy. You're not going to like the food he gives you. You're going to complain about the accommodations? Wasn't there enough room in, you know, in, in Egypt for us all to be buried there, right? But he's bringing us to a special place. A place we can call home. A place that's home to Jew and Gentile alike. A place that is special. It's withstood the test of time. 
And even though false gods try to claim it, the true and living God owns it. And we're seeing the world going on. He was born in 1925. When did they make the first car? Anyone know? 1918. Before that, it was horse and buggy. On from horse and buggy to putting men and women, well, we haven't put a woman yet on the moon, have we? On the moon. No. In the space we have, but we'll get there one day. Right? That's pretty amazing. He went from watching Dick Tracy, from reading Dick Tracy and his phone to seeing it happen in reality. He's taking a journey that we could never imagine. What he has seen is mind-boggling. You know, he was born during the Roaring Twenties. He probably doesn't remember. He'd probably only be five years old by the time it ended. But here we are in the 2020s. He saw Israel which was back then called Palestine, freed, and a nation born in a day. And he can even say today he saw Jerusalem once again as its capital. These are amazing things. Amazing times. What will we see when we're 95? Who knows? Maybe Yeshua will come back by then and we're done. Good chance, right? Things are falling into place. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things are fulfilled. What generation? The generation that sees Jerusalem once again the capital of Israel. And we're seeing that take place. It was a long journey for them. It's been a long journey for our brother. But life has changed. He fought in World War II. Defending our country. These are things that we see take place. How is life going? What are you doing? Make sure you don't eat sugar and salt. <laughs> Whatever you do, no sugar, no salt. Very clear. And de de stay away from du don't Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Teams. No more. <laughs> and the isometric, thank you. Right? But as we walk on that journey that God has called us. See, we fell out of the land, but God brought us back.
He's reestablishing his kingdom. The Pharaoh didn't believe. God had a heart in the heart of Pharaoh. Why was that? We read many times he continued to heart. Pharaoh would give in and then God would heart. God, it says God will harden his heart. Because he wanted to show the world that it's world. But there's one true and living God. And he chose us to be his people. And then he engrafted those who he called by his name. That Exodus journey that we're beginning, we all started in bondage. But as we follow God, we get set free. We're going to go through that big mikvah pool. On one side, we're a sinner and enslaved to sin. On the other side, we're free. God gives us a new life. Just like he's going to give us a new Jerusalem. You know, when we celebrate the Passover, it's ironic when you look at the plagues of the Exodus and you look at the past what? It's also interesting when you start reading about what God did for the first couple of plagues, they were no big deal. Nothing that hadn't been seen before. Moses puts down his rod and it turns into a snake. And the Egyptian magicians, I could see they're kind of chuckling. I go, oh, that old trick, huh? And they took two sticks and threw it down, and guess what? They're snakes. The fourth plague. And they see hail and fire. And then they go and the boils come up. Now they came and go in front of the Pharaoh. They tell him that this must be God. Because they don't have any more tricks up their sleeve. Don't be fooled by the magicians. You know, when we sit and during the meal we drink four glasses of wine. Each have a special meaning. But there's a fifth glass, the cup for Elijah the prophet. A cup that we leave on the table, and at the end of our service, we go and open the door for Elijah to come in. I always remember growing up as a child, being the youngest of four, that was always my job. And while Jay might be a great lawyer today, he was a practical joker growing up. <laughs> they used to like to do things like put a full plate of food out for Elijah. Because she said if he's coming, he's going to sit and eat because she had some questions. <laughs> she had a full plate of food and a full glass of wine. I would go to open the door 
There's an excitement waiting to see if Elijah was there. And I would come back and sometimes the food and, and drink were gone. One of my favorite Passovers, one I'll never forget, we had just moved down to Atlanta. And we had friends that were going to surprise us and join us for Passover, which is really a surprise because you should let people know if you're... And as I went to go open the door for Elijah, they didn't quite get to ring that doorbell. I was six or seven years old at the time. I opened the door. I saw them there. I slammed the door in their face. I ran to my dad and said, Dad, Elijah's here, and it's the errands. <laughs> After many years of counseling, I can now open doors without any problems. But what reminds us is that anticipation of the coming of our Messiah. The promise that God has given us, that he sent his son first to redeem us. And upon his return, he will claim us as his children. He will bring us into that new Jerusalem, a place paved in gold, streets of gold. I love that picture. There's a cute story of a man who dies, and a very wealthy man, and he tells his friends that when he dies, he wants them to pack all his wealth into his suitcase. And he gets up to Peter up in heaven, and he's dragging this suitcase. And Peter's kind of looking, you know, looking out in line. Finally comes up. Peter says, I got to ask you, what's in the suitcase? He goes, it's more precious than anything we ever had on earth. And he goes, well, what is it? He goes, it's, Peter looked at him and said, you brought some of the street with you? <laughs> see, what we see as special here on earth, we'll be walking on in heaven. It won't mean anything. We just had a precious part of our family depart from us. And she's walking on those streets of gold today right now. Miss Helen's probably telling them to do a couple things, knowing her. But she's rejoicing in that new Jerusalem. Can go. That's truly what our journey is leading us to. When we wait for that day of that new Jerusalem, the place where the wall of separation will be gone, where Jew and Gentile can worship, there's no separation that we're about to partake in. As the Israelites get ready and those righteous Gentiles get ready to leave Egypt, Could you imagine if you told them that 40 years later, their clothes were never going to wear out, their shoes weren't going to get holes in them, and that they were going to be given a land promised to them through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob?
And that was only 40 years later. But God gave that promise to them. And they got to enter that Jerusalem for the first time. Like I said, it's an amazing place. When you start walking on the streets and you go into the rabbi's tunnel and you realize you're walking on the same pavements that our Messiah walked on, the word comes alive. The Bible is not fake news. It's the real thing. When historians try to figure out what goes on in the world, guess where they look to? The Bible. And when the Bible says it's here, they go there and they dig, and guess what they find? It's never not happened. But the jury, are you ready to take that walk? There'll be times of being in the wilderness. Times in your life when you're going to feel like God is so far away. Where in reality, he's right here at your fingertips. But make that journey. Walk through the desert. Be like Joseph and Joshua. When they looked at the enemy before them and saw that they were tall and strong, their response was simple. If God is with us, who can be against us? If God has given you a promise, I guarantee you it's going to happen. Our God is not a politician. They don't say one thing or two things, or three things, and mean a fourth thing. When God says it, it comes to pass. And that's what we can live on. So as we get ready to start this journey, I want to encourage you to open your minds. Let God lead you in his ways. We don't know what the future holds. You know, there used to be pictures of cars flying in the air. How could that ever be? But I can tell you right now, we're on the verge of it. I'm just ready for the tractor beam and the beam me up, Scotty. Although I'm kind of like Bones, I don't want all my... You Trekkies got it, you Star Wars people going, what is he talking about? See, in Star Wars, they don't have that, do they? All they got is holograms. But what will the future hold for us? Because there is a new Jerusalem, and God is calling us to it. So I want to encourage you to walk through those waters. We're getting ready to see the Israelites and those righteous Gentiles take a journey. 
we need to take it with them. When we celebrate Passover, it's as if we went through that journey ourselves. We serve an awesome God. We serve the true and living God. That is a great honor. Now let's start that journey together. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. Abba Father, we just come before you right now. And Lord, as we enter into the time of Exodus, Lord, prepare us for the journeys in our life where you have us going. Lord, we know there'll be trials and tribulations. There'll be times that we want to ask questions. Why did you need to do this, Lord? But we know that you are in control. That you're bringing us to that promised land. You're bringing us to the place you call home. Lord, you're bringing us into your house. And Lord, as we get prepared for this, Lord, teach us your ways. Give us a heart of learning and a mind to understand. Ears to comprehend. Eyes to see and nose to smell. And Lord, let us be able to speak your word and proclaim our love for you through our mouths. Relationship with God, if you're still bound to, to sin and you're ready to be set free, all it takes is a simple prayer to allow Yeshua into your heart, to allow the Ruch HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to guide you. If you watch us, and we will pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now in the congregation, and you're ready to say yes to him. All you need to do is raise your hand. And we'll say a simple prayer and support with you. Is there anyone? Anyone at all? Lord, let us stay on your path. Lord, guide us to your Jerusalem. We ask this in your son Yeshua's name. And everyone said... Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand, amen.